Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin C., joined this week by both my co-host, Cam, and the chairman, Stephen Vincent, as we are here to talk about our year-end awards. This will be our year-end award show for the year, just in case, there, for some reason, we might not be able to record next week with it being the holidays, so we're going to get that out of the way, give you all of our picks for male, female, tag team wrestler, and a handful of other categories as well. Uh, also, some small news things to get to before we get into our awards portion of the show. Uh, so let's start with uh, uh, the big news coming out of AEW is that Kenny Omega is out of action indefinitely with uh, a case of diverticulitis. Apparently, he's been in pain uh, for a while, and it finally reached a point the other day where he had to check himself into a hospital. And they did some tests on him, and that's when it came back. If you remember... Diverticulitis is pretty much what, not ruined, but ended Brock Lesnar's MMA career. Uh, it can be a very serious uh, disease if it's not taken care of uh, in time. Uh, you know, you can go from like Brock who had part. Sometimes you can just get treated with antibiotics. Sometimes you end up like Brock where you get uh, some of your intestines taken out. Um, apparently, Kenny Omega's is more toward the Brock scale than the normal scale because he had waited so long to take care of it. But... This now means the Kenny Omega, Omega, Chris Jericho, Golden Jets tag team is gone. Uh, this means no Kenny Omega, like I said, on the AEW TV for the foreseeable future. And it's something we've talked about on the show before where it seems like Kenny Omega's talents have been wasted in AEW outside of a brief stint with the world title. And even those matches weren't uh, the best matches. And we just kept talking about when. Are they finally going to let Kenny Omega be Kenny Omega in AEW and let him go out there and wrestle? And we know that his body has been, you know, he's getting older. His body's been breaking down. He's been having injuries. And now this just kind of puts, like I said, a stop to everything. And who knows what shape Kenny Omega is going to be in uh, coming back now. If he ever does, I'm assuming he does come back to AEW. Um, So I'll go and pose this question to you, Cam, first. First off, uh, you know, my Bills beat your Cowboys, so I got to throw that out there to just dismantle them. Uh, but the question I'm going to throw to you is, do you feel like Kenny Omega's run in AEW has under-delivered? Yeah, we can't stop the run, but Philly lost last night, so we're still in first place. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, th- we've, I think we've touched on this plenty of times. Like, you know, at the very beginning, you know, he was a main focal point, and he had a run, but they did, they spent a lot of time doing silly stuff with the elite and the trios, you know, coming up with the trios title. And, you know, I thought the stuff with Don Callis, I thought was his best, you know, those first couple of months where he came in the chopper and he was wearing a suit and all this stuff that Kenny didn't really necessarily do. I thought he, that was his, the best time, I guess he's had in AEW, the best run, if you will. Um, but that was kind of short lived and, you know, nothing really sense and you know now he has this and who knows what's going to happen probably come back maybe on a limited basis i don't think he can work a full-time schedule i mean brock you know brock's never worked a full-time schedule unless it was you know 20 years ago um so yeah it's probably a part-time schedule for kenny going forward and you know the same thing i say about mgf you know kind of what's left even though i don't really necessarily want kenny omega to go to wwe but i think something maybe for him to explore if if his body's starting to tell him hey you're done and I know Tony Khan and, and company can give him a lot of money, you know, throw a bunch of money at him. But, you know, a couple year run in, in the WWE part time schedule, you know, I'm sure TKO Endeavor WWE will throw out big money to him. Yeah, I mean, I think outside of his, you know, tag team run with Hangman Page, where we all kind of knew it was eventually leading to something at some point, and we did it, and we did eventually get the one on one Kenny Omega Hangman Page match. Like that period of Omega was the best Omega, and 
since then, it's just kind of been, he's, you know, playing around with his buddies, the Young Bucks. And we never got, you know, a CM Punk, Kenny Omega match after everything that happened with Punk and the Elite. And, it you know, it seems like Kenny Omega is a good PR guy, but at the same time, it's like, okay, what else is, you know, your body's been breaking down. You were in a tag team now with Chris Jericho now, uh, facing a fucking big Ricky, not, not Ricky Starr, but uh, Big Bill, right? You want to call him. And it's just like, all right, if you're going to go that route, that's fine. But, well, uh, Chairman, what are your thoughts on, on Kenny Omega and this news? Yeah, first and foremost, I was a surprise to hear what happened with the diverticulitis. And, you know, my thoughts go out to Kenny and hope he's a smooth recovery and we get him back in the ring soon. But, you know, as far as his uh, AEW career goes, I mean, I obviously got into Kenny when he, he was in New Japan, you know, and the, the matches he's had in New Japan far exceed anything he's really done in AEW. Now, granted, early days, AEW, the first couple of years, you know, you, touch, you guys all touched on some of the stuff, you know, the stuff with the uh, Hangman Page, whether it's tag team run or the single stuff, you know, he had some good feuds with Moxley, Jericho, guys like that, but, you know... 2022 2023 outside of that match of osprey wrestle kingdom you know that was a new japan thing but it's like aw wise you know i feel like he's almost taking a back seat and i wonder if that's a choice by him because he knows his body is breaking down he put himself through hell for how many years but like you know like y'all said before you know the don Callis world champion heel turn run was phenomenal you know he was chasing titles all over the place went to impact and got their title for a while and you know, they did stuff with christian but it's like now it's just like, I want to be a trios guy hanging out the box. And it's like, just, it just hasn't been the Kenny Omega that we fell in love with. And now he's out of the picture. The Bucks are on hiatus. You know, you got MJF question marks, you know, first of the year. So there's a lot of concerns of AEW, you know, we've talked about time and time again, but now one of their main event guys is gone. So Tony Khan or whoever's in charge of creative booking is really going to have to figure a way to gather this hole because WWE right now is just on fire and AEW is just getting torn apart on social media left and right, except for their diehards. Yeah. Uh, you know, you said no Omega, no Bucks, um, you know, Hangman Page is around, Swerve's around, Samoa Joe's around, you got MJF, but like you said, you got questions with MJF. It's almost like AEW needs a complete reboot in 2024 as far as the top of their scene. You know, they got some good matches going on with the Continental Classic, so that's been working for them. But they need, you know, they can have, like we've said before, they can have all the good wrestling you want, and that's good. I have no problem with them having the good wrestling. But the thing is, as a matchmaker, you can't just rely on the good wrestling part. You know, you fortunately, the way the world of wrestling works, you need promos, you need other stories. And AEW is kind of in that, like, you know, $800,000. Uh, bay or eight hundred thousand dollars, excuse me, eight hundred thousand dollar viewer base that they've had and they haven't been able to grow it one way or another. Um, as far as that goes, you know, they get their hits here and there when they have their bigger TV shows, but they got to do something. And even then, you got to look at their guys. You know, Brian Danielson's getting older. You don't know how much longer he wants to wrestle. Uh, you know, Jericho's obviously up there in age and doesn't do a full time schedule anymore. You got. John Moxley going out there sacrificing himself every single week. You know, doing crazy shit sometimes. You got to start building around some younger guys and finding guys 
you want to focus on that, you know, aren't, you know, like the four pillars where I don't think Sammy Guevara is going to be a future main eventer for you. I don't think uh, Jack Perry is going to be his future main eventer for you. Darby Allen, maybe if his body holds up, you can get there, but something's desperately needed there on the AEW side. Like I said, 2024, I think is going to be a big year for them as far as, hey, can we grow our fan base at all? Or are we going to start losing more viewers? The WWE keeps up this hot streak that they're on. Uh, should we all should also say best, which is CJ Perry, who had a pretty scary infection in her finger that spread through her arm and she needed surgery on. Apparently, from the last reports I saw, is that she is uh, she's doing okay, which is good. You know, those kinds of infections can be scary if you don't get them taken treat, uh, care of right away. So uh, hopefully things go well for her as well. Uh, over on the WWE side of things, looking at uh, this past week's Raw, we got day one coming up. Um, in a couple weeks, next Monday is Christmas. It'll just be a recap show for them, but we're going to get, it looks like, uh, Becky Lynch and Nia Jax finally happening. I thought Becky had a really good promo against Nia the other day, or last night on Raw, basically talk about how she's, Nia's made her name off of everybody else. You've got, um, it looks like Seth versus Drew for the, uh, championship, which should be a good match. You know, it seems like WWE's just like we said, like Sherman just said, firing on all cylinders right now. The Gunther Miz match last night was great. Uh, it might have been the Miz's best singles match of his career. Uh, it was just such a good match. I thought the uh, the skull crushing finale off the middle rope in that match by Miz was really good. You know, they did a good job pre-match hyping up how much the Intercontinental title meant to Miz. Uh, it goes to show you that with the right story, people can get behind it. And we had new women's tag team champions last night. Uh, just a good handful of stuff going on now, especially on the Raw side of things. The Nakamura Rhodes program, I thought, has been really good as well. Uh, just uh, knocking it out of the park, I think, WWE-wise. Um, what do you think, Chairman? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of <clears throat> sorry, good stuff going on right now. You know, Drew and Seth is going to be interesting. And it's like <clears throat> any smart wrestling fan knows the end game is Rounds Punk at Mania. But how do we get there? Andrew obviously cut some good promos. We heel Drew is phenomenal. He's been killing it. You know, he tried to make you feel sympathy last night for him. Like you know, all the sacrifices he's made. You know, he put made it personal of Rollins comparing his wife. You know, who had to cross the cross the world. You know, and that's your family miss big events. Like it was, it was real life. It was like it cuts to the core, man. Like you feel for Drew, even though he's a villain right now. But then it's just like. You know, do these guys fight again at the Rumble, maybe? Or does Drew go in the Rumble and Seth fight somebody else? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the main event picture. You know, Guther Miz has been phenomenal. Miz gets a lot of shit, you know, from some people. And, it's, you know, he got that big losing streak about a year ago. But, like, when he's focused and motivated, they give him something, he takes it and runs with it. Like, he's had some phenomenal um, stuff over the years. I mean, I go think back to uh, the SmackDown era. You know, the promo he had on Daniel Bryan on the Talking Smack show, you know, the work <laughs> of him, their feud, you know, the Dolph Ziggler matches. I mean, there's a lot of stuff over the years, you know, with Miz. And Guther's just been phenomenal, elevating the title. He's taking a break, he said, though. Um, he's telling the other Imperium boys to step up. So be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I'd be really curious to see what Guther's plans are uh, between now and Mania. He's someone I have my eye on. We're all be fans of Guther. So that just goes to show you how great WWE is. And the one big important thing we have to talk about is the newest member of Judgment Day in R-Truth. Hilarious freaking segments. Like, I don't know how anybody can keep a straight face working for R-Truth. Like, that dude is just top-notch funny. Like, 
that can't man can never go away. But he never ages, so I think we're lucky, and he'll be around forever, which is great for us. Yeah, I remember when he did the spot at the Royal Rumble. I forget what year it was when he came out and ran in with the ladder and put the ladder up, and then climbed it looking for the money in the bank briefcase. I mean, I like I always say, I have non-wrestling friends that come over for the Rumble, and they were all laughing hysterically at it, and they were asking who that guy was, and I told them briefly about him. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the guy is, the guy is great. you got to be careful not to overdo it too much with them, but they haven't done that yet. Uh, but, yeah, the guy is hilarious since he's come back. Um, just, Cam, what are your thoughts on everything going on right now in WWE? Yeah, I'm not sure Blake's right in a... In a... A high one right now. I think he's been doing a fantastic job and everything that's going on. Like I said last week, you know, Raw's been really hot. SmackDown has been pretty good too. I think Raw's just kind of hitting on all cylinders right now as overall as a whole. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. Uh, SmackDown, you know, it's without Roman Reigns right now. They got Randy Orton uh, back. They got AJ Styles back last week as well. Uh, so you have AJ Styles there too. He's turned on LA Knight, so it looks like we might get some kind of AJ Styles uh, LA Knight program going on at some point, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, we did talk about, uh, briefly, we talked about Charlotte being out of action uh, last week. Uh, apparently it's a pretty serious knee injury. Um some people think it might be more than an ACL, and if you know, so they're looking at probably like an MCL too, uh, maybe an LCL. Uh, depends on how severe it is, but uh, Charlotte could be out for a pretty long time. And obviously, you got to think that some kind of plans have changed because you know Charlotte's always involved in some stories. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, we'll get more to that if we hear any news afterwards. Not anything really official yet from Charlotte as far as how long she'll be out for. Um, but that's just a quick touch on some of the news going on uh, this week. So uh, let's get into our awards portion of the show. Uh, something if you're a new uh, listener to our show, we do it every year. Uh, we hand out awards for a handful of topics uh, for this week. Uh, so for this show, we have a total of nine, it looks like, that I hand sent out to the guys uh, this year. So... Let's start with the award from the PW Mania crew for best talker. Uh, I will let Chairman go first. Chairman, why don't you give out your best talker award for 2023? There's a lot of people you could definitely put here, but I'm picking Cody Rhodes because I feel like every time he comes out, people pay attention to what he says. You know, everyone's been following the story forever now, and no matter how repetitive some of it gets people are just want to hear what he says he gets everybody excited you know and just he's an all-around good dude and he's everyone's gonna root for him so i feel like you know he's definitely the best talker of the year yes cody rhodes uh somebody i consider on my list probably would put him in my top three uh my pick is gonna go to la Knight. i mean the guy's talking is what got him into the position that he's in right now uh in the wwe uh you know his you know, his in-ring work is fine, but people gravitated to him for his talking, and he's always quick-witted on the mic. He is just look like he's going, he's going fast, but he's telling you his story the whole time while he's doing it. Uh, he's somebody like like Cody Rhodes. He's got um in the palm in his palm of his hand every single time he talks. So I'm going with uh, L.A. Knight in my top best talker of the year award. Uh, who are you going with, Cam? You know, see, I wrote down a few different names because I was, you know, don't want too much repetition in, in our year, in our picks for the end of the year. 
I mean, I had a few different guys. I had I wrote my three wrote down before I wrote down Adam Cole, CM Punk, and LA Knight. I'm gonna go with LA Knight because I think he has gained the most, even though CM Punk is back in WWE and all that stuff, and I'm sure he'll pop up in a in a spot or two coming up here in the rest of our picks. But I'm gonna go with LA Knight too because that single-handedly has saved his entire career, and maybe it hasn't escalated to the point that we kind of thought that he would be. You know, circling the world title scene, even though he did get a match against Roman Reigns, who knows if he'll get another one. But he hasn't quite elevated to where we thought he would. He would, but heading into 2024, like you mentioned, the stuff with AJ Styles, I'm sure he'll be in the Rumble and things like that. So, you know, like I said, a guy that single-handedly gets his career going by by his promo work, I think, uh, yeah, baby, you know, he gets the the vote for me. All right, uh, let's go now to match of the year. Uh, it's been a pretty good year. Again, I, I would say for wrestling, a handful of great matches. Uh, you can look all over WWE. You can look at AEW, too, as far as all this goes. Um, for my award for best match of the year, I am going to the uh, the triple threat intercontinental title match from WrestleMania, Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. I mean, that thing just from the word go was hard-hitting, uh, you know, chop fest back and forth. These guys going out there and pretty much said probably, hey, we're going to go out there and beat the shit out of each other. And, and they're all probably like, okay. Uh, and the crowd loved it. Uh, it was exactly what you expected from those three guys when you're looking at a match like that. I mean, Gunther has had uh, great matches all year. You can probably pick another handful. There's probably other Gunther matches you can throw on there as well that would fit too. Uh, so, uh, you know, Gunther is probably even in the talk for male wrestler of the year too, I would argue, but that is my uh, pick for match of the year is the triple threat. IC title match from WrestleMania. Uh, I'll go over to you, Cam, uh, who are you going with for this one? I mean, the year in and year out, there's always fantastic straight up wrestling, but you know what, what really gets you over the top is the storytelling. And I mean, there was some great stuff throughout the year, but I don't think really anything's going to top, you know, WrestleMania 39 this past year, the storytelling as far as show of the year, match of the year, things like that. Um, I'm going to go the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, and then, you know, we'll talk about it later about other matches. But, you know, this, I think, was the culmination of so mm-hmm. much stuff. You know, too bad there was basically no follow-up with Kevin Owens and Sami being a tag team. Uh, I wish they would have done something, but they didn't really do too much. But the, the culmination of the entire year of building up to it you know i think this is well deserved to be there all right chairman what's your match of the year yeah those two are definitely uh my contenders but i have um the uso Sami Zayn, kevin owens from wrestlemania edging the other one out i just feel like the Sami Zayn story everyone was hooked on it you know from last year to wrestlemania and the usos you know they were a huge tag team, you know. They elevated the tag team division. Those four put on a hell of a match. They got the main event spot, and they just dominated that spot, you know. So it was awesome. Good for them, and a phenomenal match. All right, let's go now to the Unsung Hero Award. So basically, you're looking at somebody who isn't going to be the MVP of uh, like of their you know the women's MVP tag team MVP you know etc. But somebody who plays an integral part in the promotion and you look at it and go wow they've been pretty entertaining all year and I think they deserve this. So uh, Cam, it's your turn to start with this one. Who are you gonna go with? Uh, 
Okay, I have two guys written down. Um, I'm going to go with a wrestler over a personality here, but I just wanted to kind of shout out Adam Pierce. I think Adam Pierce had a great year so so well that I think that the WWE felt comfortable with bringing in a, a Nick Adonis, Adonis to run SmackDown to where it's not over the top, but it's just enough of a um, general manager that we kind of missed in the WWE television that I think wow. it's been w- well done. So I think Adam Pierce continues, you know, um, he was, wasn't the best wrestler, you know, he was like a ring of honor, like independent guy, but I think he's really found his calling in the, in the world of pro wrestling. And I think he did a great job. Um, <clears throat> now it's all said and done. I'm going to go, we, you talked about it briefly where I'm, I'm going with the Miz and I'm 100% serious because the Miz, his run under triple H has been like phenomenal. He had the losing streak he lost two times, two nights in a row to Snoop Dogg and to Pat McAfee at Mania. He's had great matches with Gunther. I mean, the guy for someone who has quote his prime or you know his matches with Cena and all that stuff years ago, and he yeah he's been with the WWE for a long mm. time. But his <clears throat> his appearances on Raw I think have really you know really shaped the show kind of and helped elevate three four different guys at the same time. And, you know, even like the brief stuff with Tomasa Ciampa, you know, it didn't really go anywhere, but he still kind of, you know, elevated Tomasa Ciampa who needed needed a nice push. So I think that he definitely deserves this award. And I think that it's it's the Miz's best run, in my opinion, in probably quite some time. Uh, all right, Chairman, go over to you now. Who are you giving this to? Ah, the Miz is a good one. Definitely one of my uh, picks as well. But my other pick is... Um, Damian Priest, because when you think Judgment Day, most people probably think <laughs> of Rhea. They probably think of Dirty Dom because he gets all the heat, or they probably think of Finn because you know he's has that leader persona in a way, or if it's not mommy. But Damian's kind of just—I want—I don't want to say he's just there because he definitely has a big role there, but he definitely isn't probably the first person you think of when you say Judgment Day. You know, he has the money in the bank briefcase, but you kind of forget that he has it sometimes because he really hasn't used it a whole lot. But he's been phenomenal. I mean, we've been big fans of him for years. But, you know, I feel like slowly he's making himself a main event caliber wrestler. And I think with the work that he's been doing right now, you know, maybe sometime next year, they actually let him successfully cash in money in the bank and become a world champion. So I definitely think Damian Priest has had one hell of a year. I mean, you look back to his match with Bad Bunny. I mean, he's had his opportunities and he's flourished. I'm going to be the first person to jump into the AEW side of things by giving out an award here. Uh, I'm going to go with Jay White. I feel like, I mean, we talked about our problems with AEW on the show before, but Jay White is somebody, one of the few people over at AEW that constantly make things entertaining, whether it's his promos or his wrestling. I mean, we've talked about him since back in his New Japan days, how you know he could have been a big star, we thought, in WWE under Triple H. But he tried his best to salvage the whole Miz, Adam Cole storyline that was going on. Uh, you know, didn't end up helping out. But um, I think I said Miz, Adam Cole. Obviously, I meant MJF, Adam Cole. Uh, you know, he's making, you know, his segments on AEW are something that make it, you go out of your way to see. So... Uh, I guess maybe I give this award to Jay White for keeping my interests alive somewhat in AEW. Uh, so he gets my award for uh, for the unsung hero, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, let's go now to uh, biggest surprise of the year. Now, this can be um, a wrestler, a story, uh, you know, wrestler improvement, anything like that. 
So uh, we're back to you starting here first, Chairman. What are you going with? Uh, there's a lot of surprises in wrestling that happened in the ring, but I'm going to go out of the ring, and this one still hurts to this day, and that's the unexpected passing of Bray Wyatt. Like, that was just the biggest surprise, and, you know, he's ready to come back, and then, unfortunately, he passed, and it sucks, you know, and a lot of wrestlers have said positive things about him. I see that WWE just basically made him a legend, so, like, any merch that is purchased supports his family, which is cool. You still hear all the stories about him. He was beloved by all. I saw something about Braun Strowman said that when he first got called up to the roster that Bray paid for his hotels and meals. So just shows how great of a guy he was and he's truly missed. And that was definitely the biggest surprise for me of the year. Yeah, um, that's definitely obviously one of them. You can look at CM Punk probably returning to you. I think that's the obvious one. Um for me, I would probably say it's the WWE selling to Endeavor, TKO, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we never thought in our lifetime that Vince McMahon would actually sell the WWE. You know, it's, you know, something that we thought Vince would die at the creative table or at the gorilla position on a Raw or SmackDown just sitting there, you know, in his chair. And we just thought it would never happen. And sure enough, it ends up happening. And then it ends up pretty much having Vince McMahon almost pushed out of power in his own company, which is, again, another huge surprise in and of itself. I mean, the TKO guys have pretty much said, you know, hey, Triple H or Paul Levesque, whatever you want to call him, he's in charge of creative. Things have been going great. You know, Vince just take your money and be quiet. And, you know, he sold a lot of his stock. He's apparently still like a figurehead person and he still has some involvement in the company, which is what I would expect. But I think we all kind of thought maybe when TKO took over that maybe Vince would come back, but here we are. And, you know, Triple H has got things going full steam ahead on Raw and SmackDown. Shawn Michaels is in charge of NXT taking things over there. Uh, So it's a big you know, development there. And like I said, it's just the fact that I don't think anybody ever thought that Vince would sell. Even like, even when the rumors came out over the last few years, everybody's just kind of like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. There's no way Vince is actually doing this. This is Vince's baby. It's been in his family forever. And it ended up happening. And, um, you know, I think it's a pretty, was a pretty big story, especially after the rumors earlier when people thought the Saudi Arabia public investment fund would end up buying it. And that didn't end up happening, which ends up being, I think, obviously a good thing for a lot of reasons. So the WWE sale uh, to TKO is going to, or Endeavor slash TKO is going to be my biggest surprise of the year. Uh, Cam, what are you going with? Man, this one was really hard to pick, too. You know, like, you know, everything you guys said, WWE selling and Bray Wyatt passing and, and everything that's happened in pro wrestling. And, you know, I guess I just want to make sure it's just three different, three completely different picks. And I'm going to go with CM Punk returns to WWE. He has a shirt that says Hell Froze Over. Um, something that I, you know, we talked about, but I never really took seriously. I thought he was going to be in AEW, then call it quits, maybe come back for a Hall of Fame induction or something. But he is back apparently everything is kind of working out and let's hope we get through the honeymoon period and we get some good matches and hopefully at some point i think he should transition to a backstage role and you know whatever that may be for him but i think that's what's you know the biggest shock to me of the year i can just imagine his training classes down at nxt don't ever get caught working with children it sucks i'd be like lesson number one on on cm punk's uh, white chalkboard, I bet. Um, all right, so we go from the biggest surprise 
uh, to biggest disappointment. Now, same thing. This could be anything in front of the scenes, behind the scenes, on camera. Um, I'm going to go first here. I'm actually going to transition to something on camera. And for me, it's just going to be um, MJF's world title reign. I mean, I kind of want to combine it with the whole Adam Cole story. Uh, but I think generally saying MJF's world title reign is something that you can say and be like, okay, yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah, he's been having, uh, you know, he's had some good matches and everything, but at the same time, it's like he hasn't done well in the ratings. His story with Adam Cole and being Ring of Honor tag team champions is just borderline ridiculous at this point. Uh, they were going to have MJF, or they had they did a storyline at the last pay-per-view where MJF was hurt, and they were going to have Adam Cole on a badly broken ankle be the one to take his place, and just none of it made sense. The vignettes have been start, had, just got worse and worse as they went along. Uh, now, I know there were injuries to people like Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong like, that ended up maybe changing things, and obviously Adam Cole's injury that he suffered probably changed things as well. But I just feel like MJF's world title run, I expected him to take a major step into being like the face of AEW and somebody that I don't know, I would necessarily say became a mainstream star, but somebody that I feel like you could look at and be like, yes, AEW is built around him. But at this point, and we talked about it in the build up to the pay-per-views with MJF, it just seems like he was somebody that always was playing, you know, it's almost second fiddle to some other match on the card. So while his matches have been good, I would say MJF hasn't taken the dominant presence that I think a lot of us thought he would take as world champion in AEW. And now here we are going into 2024. I still think he probably signed a contract extension with AEW at some point, but he's still playing it up that he hasn't. But uh, MJF's world title title reign gets my vote for most disappointing. Uh, Cam, I'll go over to you. Uh, what is yours? Uh, mine just, I mean, we talk <clears throat> a lot of stuff about AEW and, you know, how it's not as good as it's been. And I think that, you know, I think my main main concern right now i think is the the ability the lack of veteran guys doing their job you know like jericho hasn't really been great this year um adam copeland kind of fell flat you know like there's not much going on there they lost cm punk um you know as much as justin praises him john moxley and the whole and his whole crew you know danielson and claudio they they've had good matches but they're not really doing much and i think just the overall AEW booking in general on the whole year for them, I think was just really lackluster because they were doing so well. And it was kind of forcing triple H to, you know, when he first took over to really push it. And now, you know, AEW is kind of fizzling out. So there's no real need for me to watch dynamite, which is kind of sad. All right, chairman. And what's your biggest disappointment? <clears throat> yeah. Cam is hundred percent right. Like, Dynamite, don't even feel like must watch TV anymore. Very skippable stuff. But I'm going to jump on your bandwagon, Justin, with the world title, only I'm picking a different world champion, and that's Roman Reigns is still world champion. Cool. He broke a record. Guess what? He's never around. SmackDown is suffering because of him not being around. It's Brock Lesnar all over again, but worse. Because you look at the part of the year, he had a good match with Sammy. He had a good program with Cody and Jey Uso. And other than that, dude hasn't done daily shit pretty much the whole year. Like, why are we doing this? We basically created a new title on raw like it's just it's just the whole thing is just stupid like just get, just drop the title and go to hollywood because that's what you want i'm done with you you suck 
All right, let's go over now to uh, Tag Team of the Year. Uh, kind of a rough year for this, but it's one of our awards. And uh, Cam, you're up first here with this one. Who are you going with? A rough year indeed. I mean, FTR hasn't really done much. You know, the Bucks I've grown to hate, and they're on hiatus or whatever their deal is. Um, you know, we could go KO Sammy, but they haven't really – they didn't do anything after their – their win at WrestleMania. So it was kind of a down year. So, I mean, even though I think that it's still well-deserved, so it's no like, okay, they get it by default, but I'm going to go judgment day. I'm going to go Damian priest, Finn Balor. I mean, I think that they've Damian judgment day as a whole <clears throat> deserve an award. I think stable of the year. If we did that, um, they've really clicking on all cylinders. And now, like we've talked about, they're throwing in the, the comedy now with Drew McIntyre, or excuse me, with our truth. So, you know, there's an an added element now to their whole every time they're on television. But I think that Finn and Damien have really established themselves. You know, I kept guessing throughout the year that, okay, they're going to kick Finn out and Finn's going to turn babyface at some point. I kept trying to predict that. And they've stayed the course with with um, with Judgment Day and Finn's kind of, you know, laid in line. It was Rhea and as Damien are kind of the the main attractions they're the they're the, the the stars of the show and finn and J- and damian priest i think are great tag team champions and maybe at some point i think that we'll see the 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 apollo brothers uh dethrone them but you know for right now i think they definitely deserve the award all right chairman who are you going with do we actually have to pick somebody for this <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i'm just yeah, tag team wrestling has just been terrible this year. Like AEW just throws their titles around like garbage, basically. Um, so yeah, you could say FTR because they have great matches, but they don't even get featured half the time anymore, especially since they're buddies of Punk. So um, I'm just taking KO and Sammy because they had the great story for the biggest show of the year, and yeah, unfortunately their tag team run was flat and they disbanded because they went to separate shows now, but. Let's be honest, tag team wrestling anymore sucks. It's not like it used to be in the days of the late 80s and the early 90s. So hopefully, like, you know, the Cree brothers, you know, become that new team who are pretty deadly. Hopefully we get some life back in that division in 2024. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I almost want to give it to the Creed brothers because they've been very entertaining. And even in NXT, when I saw them, they were also entertaining there. But I don't, I think probably if next year if things keep going like they have been i'm probably giving this to the Cree brothers but yeah i think like i guess you said by default i'm kind of going with ko and Sami Zayn here just like you said they probably had the biggest moment of any tag team this year um as far as, as big moments go you know winning the main event of night one of wrestlemania uh the story was there they held the titles for a long enough time that i think they're fine so uh i'm gonna go ahead and give this award to ko and Sami. Uh, let's now go over to pay-per-view slash premium live event of the year. Uh, Chairman, you're up first on this one. Who are you going with? Oh, well, we talked about this uh, pay-per-view quite a few times, or I should say premier live event. So for me, it's WrestleMania 39. I mean, it's the biggest two-night spectacle of the year. And, you know, lots of great matches, lots of moments. You know, sometimes the stories get finished, and sometimes they don't, but... I mean, that's pretty much, if you're a wrestling fan, that's the show you look forward to every year. And WrestleMania 40 is a few months away, and that's pretty much circled on my calendar that weekend. So you can't think of anything better. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm, I'm going that way, too. Uh, I almost lean toward money in the bank, but I think in the end I'm going to go ahead and give it to WrestleMania. Like you said, we had KO Sammy, Roman Cody, the Intercontinental title match that I talked about. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul over-delivered. That was a good one. Uh, hell, John Cena put over Austin Theory. Remember when that actually happened? Uh, Brock Lesnar, Omos, uh, the great Charlotte Rhea match, too. Uh, just a handful of good things to pick from from WrestleMania. I don't think anything really beats it this year, uh, but we'll see if Cam's going to make this a clean sweep or not. Oh, yeah, 100%. When when arguably three or four of the top five matches of the year came from the same show, like without a shadow of a doubt, I mean, Triple H had a great WrestleMania. And things are, you know, it's early, but things are starting to kind of already line up for what would be another great WrestleMania 40 in Philly. Um, fuck the Eagles. And, yeah, I think this <laughs> this was easily, you know, even though the ending tonight, too, kind of sucked. But, you know, and that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, overall, an, an amazing show. And I think it was a really well done uh, first, right? Because that was his first you know, fully in control, right, Triple H? Yeah. Ye- I mean, or it was 38. Um, I think it was 39. Yeah, I was like, I think they're now with the yeah. first one by itself. 38 was probably half and half, but yeah, yeah I mean, fantastic show. All right, let's move over now to a uh, woman wrestler of the year. I got a feeling this one's going to probably be a clean sweep, too, but we'll go through it. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I mean, Rhea Ripley. I, she's the leader of Judgment Day. She's got her pairing with Dom over, uh, you know, champion, you know, just a presence every single time that she's on the screen. It's undeniable. Uh, she's getting good matches out of people. The crowd chants for her anywhere. She, you know, even when she's not there, they chant for her. Uh, there's nothing this woman, I don't think, can do that's not good. I mean, I've yet to see a bad thing from her this year. Uh, like I said, her match with Charlotte knocked it out of the park. Uh, she's had matches with, you know, she had that short match with Zelina Vega. I believe it was at Backlash. Uh, that was very good, making Zelina look good in in her home, uh, Puerto Rico. So. Just a, a lot of positives from Rhea Ripley here. And I think, you know, it's, she's somebody that's probably going to be on top for a very long time. So uh, Rhea is my pick. Uh, Cam, who are you going to go with? Yeah, I mean, hands down. <clears throat> hands down, it's going to be Rhea for, I'm sure, Chairman 2. Um, the first woman since China that we that legitimately could be a mid-card champion on the the men's side. Um, just overall badass. Her presence is great. So yeah, I think this is unanimous, and there's nobody that remotely touches her. Oh, excuse me. What do you think, Chairman? Are you gonna make it a clean sweep here? Oh, of course we're gonna make it a clean sweep. Rhea's Rhea's the best. I, mean, uh, I thought for sure you're gonna pick Ronda. No, 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 no. <laughs> Good riddance. Good riddance. No, but you know Rhea's had you know great matches. You know. They just gotta give her some better opponents, you know. Other side, Charlotte, you know, she had a great match, you know. But like, you know, the randos that they throw at her nowadays, like, they didn't get it done. So I think we gotta wait for WrestleMania for the big one. It's probably gonna be Becky or Bianca, I would think, at this point. But you know, she's because she does a lot of stuff, you know, without you know, in the ring too. You know, like the Judgment Day stuff has been top notch. You know, the stuff with Dirty Dom has been phenomenal. You know. She gets into the altercations that the Judgment Day have now and then and sets them straight, you know, and she's always interacting on social media, so she's just an all-around awesome person. And Buddy Murphy, you know, good for you, bud. 
All right, yeah, that's the one I thought for sure when I was hand, when I was naming these awards earlier. I thought for sure was going to be the clean sweep. Uh, so we have two clean sweeps in a row. Let's see if we got it now for our third category, which is going to be male wrestler of the year. Uh, Cam, you're up first on this one. Who are you going with? I mean, for me, this one was really tough, actually. <clears throat> I mean, I had I basically came down to two guys for me. Um, but I'm going to go Seth Rollins simply because I feel like he just put in the work, you know? I mean, Cody's back. Cody had a great year, of course. Gunther had a great year. I love the guy. Um, you know, MJF had, a, I guess, the best year for in AEW. You know, there's there's plenty of great wrestling throughout the year, but I think Seth, you know, delivered. He's, you know, Roman's not around, so he's the main champion, and he took on all challengers, and he was there every night, and he was there on the house shows, and he was there on the European run. And I'm sure right now as we speak, you know, TKO, Endeavor, and all those guys are putting together a nice fat contract for Seth Rollins to <clears throat> to sign here in the next couple months or whenever his contract ends. And I think the guy, you know, puts in the work, and I think that he deserves to main event at WrestleMania one of these nights. And I think, you know, like Chairman said mentioned earlier, I think that is the collision course is Punk Rollins, you know, possibly night one for the, the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm with you. This one was kind of a, a tough one to narrow down exactly who to go with. Um, I said it earlier, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go ahead and give my male wrestler of the year award to Gunther. Uh, you know, inter- longest reigning intercontinental champion now. Uh, the guy goes out there and just has killer matches every single time he's out there. I mean, look, go back and look at all of his, you know, premium live event matches. You go all the way back to WrestleMania with, like I just talked about for my match of the year uh, with, uh, with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. You go and look at his match. Uh, he had a match with Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. You have, you know, just a handful of IC title matches, especially now given that he's passed the record as far as Intercontinental Championship goes, now it's like the drama is really there because you don't know. Like, he could lose his title at any single point. I mean, I didn't think he was going to lose it to Miz last night on Raw, but hey, the possibility is there now for him to go out there and lose a match like that because there's, you know, he's passed the record. How much longer do you want him to hold the title? But like I said, this guy just has banger after banger. You just go through his entire, you know, cage match history. He had those great matches with Chad Gable. Uh, on Raw for the Intercontinental title. Gable looked like a million bucks coming out. That's the thing with Gunther is that he will give your opponent some hope offense and make it seem like he actually has the opportunity to go out there and possibly win a match. But in the end, he just kills you. I mean, look what he did with Miz last night. You had the whole thing where, you know, they were building up and building up, and, you know, Miz hits, like I said, hits that skull-crushing finale from the top. But guess what? In the end, Gunther powerbombs you, uh, does a little rainmaker to potential free agent Okada if he's out there watching. Maybe Okada's going to come in and break the Intercontinental title reign. Uh, and then just another powerbomb. His powerbombs look like they hurt, uh, too, and that's the thing. Um, and like I said, he, he wins in the end. He looks dominant. So um, I'm giving it to Gunther basically because, like I said, every single time he's on TV, it's pretty much must watch for me. Uh, I always want to watch his matches no matter if I'm watching it live or not. So uh, Gunther is getting my award here for male wrestler of the year. Uh, who are you going to go with, Chairman? Both are worthy choices for sure. But, of course, I am biased, so I have to pick my boy Seth Rollins because, you know, he got the championship finally. You know, they had to make a new one because Roman held it hostage. 
but you know he finally gets his flowers for all the bangers and all the appearances and the matches he's had for the last how long you know and you look back at the great year he's had you know the logan paul feud you know the stuff with judgment day you know the, the shinsuke nakamura stuff was phenomenal i mean takes two to tango and basically put shinsuke back into like an upper main event threat again you know the backstory came out during the shinsuke feud so just you know phenomenal storytelling there <clears throat> and, you know now we got some drew mcintyre we got the cm punk stuff which is top notch you know seth's obviously a longtime wwe guy defending his home so that story is gonna be phenomenal in 2024 and i think this seth rollins championship run is different than the one from a few years ago where the fans are starting to kind of turn on him because I think there's something different in the air this time. Maybe it's because of all the flamboyant, you know, colors or people are singing his song, but this is a definitely a different Seth Rollins that we saw about four or five years ago when the fans kind of turned on him and then he kind of went crazy. But, um, you know, I'm expecting some big stuff out of him in 2024. Um, I guess we'll kind of see how serious his back injury is because obviously I'm thinking mania, he probably drops the title to punk and then, he might be out for a while, hard to say. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but we'll find out. But he put on some great matches in 2023, so that's my guy. All right, and that is the end of our award show here this week. Um, like I said, next week being the Christmas week might be tough for us to get together and record. So if we do not get the chance to record next week, and even if we do, it'll be after Christmas. So wish a happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of our listeners out there. Uh, thank you for supporting all of us and listening to our show. We love what we do, and we hope you guys like it too. So for my co-host Cam and the chairman Stephen Vincent, I am Justin C. signing out, and we will talk to you guys either next week or in 2024.